Kundalini, since it is a feminine energy, can almost give you even more ideas than 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 the Here. regular person because you're working, <laughs> which is like super tough. Oh, great! That's all we need. Okay, Sarah Marie Thompson here. Welcome to the Wild and Creative Gathering podcast. Today I have with me Brianna Rose, who is a Kundalini business coach. I'm super excited to talk to her about all of the amazing things I see her doing online. She's got a lot going on. We're going to hear about all of that. And uh, I'm going to let her start. <laughs> Would love to share all of that. First of all, I'm just so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Most of the time when people hear, hear the word Kundalini business coach, they're a little confused because they haven't heard it before. And so Kundalini business coaching is something that I created um, back in 2017. And essentially what I help women entrepreneurs do is master their energy so they can master their success. And I come from the belief of seeing business through the lens of energy first, strategy second. And so what we do is, is essentially identify where the blocks are in their business, where that lives in their body. And then we use conscious, curated, intuitive movement to bust through those blocks. So that way they can regulate their nervous system, their emotional system, um, heal on a deep cellular level, and then fully be able to step into their power and role as a light leader and expand into their income. I love that. I feel like everybody could use that at any point in their business. Like it totally that you're just starting with, like that could literally be something that, you know, someone 10 years in needs to like kind of rejig and tweak. Yes. Okay, obviously, there was a time where you didn't use Kundalini in your business. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of mm -hmm. talk about like that transition and and what that was like for you? How that changed? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I have been an entrepreneur now for almost 10 years. And so prior to being an entrepreneur, I was actually a PR marketing director um, that focused in like the wellness and alternative wellness space. And I'm originally from New York. And so I just have that had that hustle culture really deeply ingrained in me. And so spirituality and energy wasn't even, wasn't even a part of who I was at that moment. And then back in around 2012, 2013, um, I had a spiritual awakening. And through that spiritual awakening, I discovered Kundalini. And it was one of those things that you can't, you can't unlearn the things that you learn. And so all of a sudden my entire life shifted and I could no longer see business through this like very, um, masculine hustle scarcity type of energy. Once I learned about energy itself, um, I saw how powerful it was. And so for me, when I started working with people at first, it was just branding and web design and, and, you know, very like cerebral 3d marketing and strategy. And then I started to bring Kundalini into it because I was experiencing the power of Kundalini. And what I also started to notice was um, no matter how much strategy I would give someone, even if it was like the perfect million dollar strategy, some people struggled with getting visible, with um, showing up an implementation, with holding this like newer energy of success that they wanted to achieve. And that was when I started to notice that I started to recognize the power of what energy was. So I started to notice these people have beliefs, they have blocks, they have traumas that are blocking them from moving forward and implementing the strategy and the action. And so what I started to do was this pair somatic movement through breath work, meditation and Kundalini and pair that with different aspects of building your business. And I started to kind of fine tune what postures, breath works and meditation worked best with 
idea creation, with visioning, with business strategy, with sales, with magnetism, with scaling, with leadership. And that's how I started to build out my courses and programs. And because of that, my clients start to see a lot of financial success because once you clear the blocks, you clear, you clear the blocks and then you're able to step into that next, that full like next level or up level version of yourself. Live in New York before it makes you hard. Live in LA before it makes you soft. Yes. <laughs> I think you really yes. see like the full spectrum of, of everything, especially probably most likely in your business. What do you feel has been the biggest, um, I would say like achievement shift for you mm-hmm. uh, with, with bringing like Kundalini in? Like, do you think that for you, it's just been like total self-awareness of, of just of your business, of your body, or what would it be for you? Yeah. I mean, I think definitely self-awareness. I mean, uh, that's, that's a huge part of it, but I feel that just practicing Kundalini in general has allowed me to experience parts of myself that, that laid dormant, that I didn't even know were there that I suppressed. And it's like, if you knew me 10 years ago, totally different people. And it's not so much that I've changed. I think it's more that I've just accepted and become all that I was meant to become. And I think that's the gift of Kundalini is that we have all of these layers and and beliefs and stories that that make us hide and make us dim our light. And so through the activation of Kundalini allowed me to really step into all that I am and all that I'm meant to do. And, and for the people that practice and that are my students too, you know, that creates such a a visceral shift in your life and in your business, because when you're authentic and you're comfortable with your accept with yourself and you love and accept yourself, I think success is a byproduct of that um, and, and can occur naturally. So, I mean, like what you're doing is like really interesting. I'm assuming that not a lot of people that I've seen online are doing this exact work, but can we just like strip it down a little bit to like more layman's terms for people that are, that are, that are listening? Like, yeah. Can we strip it down a little bit so that they get really good? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I'll, I'll just be honest. I mean, it is intense. You're going to change your life. Right. And so there's always (laughs) a level of intensity of like, we're changing, you're changing your life. You're going to start making those those vision boards of reality. And yeah. so with any kind of shift, any kind of up level, it is going to be intense because you have to show up differently for it. And so I won't say this is like surface level, superficial type of work. It's for the people that really want to go after it and go bigger and make like a, a big shift in their life. But at its core, for those people that are not familiar with Kundalini, um, Kundalini actually is in a form of yoga and meditation. Um, Kundalini is an energy that we all have. Science has proven this. It's an energy that lives within us. And essentially through the lens of just like spirituality, it's it's represented by the divine feminine. So it's like birthing and creating energy. And it's said that this energy lives within all of us. And also it's the same energy that's created everything that we see in this world. It's kind of like our untapped potential. It's our energy reservoir. And through yoga, through meditation, through breath work, you can actually start to awaken this energy. And so the different postures, breath works, meditations, mudras, eye gazes, essentially you're putting your body into some sort of like sacred geometric position to put pressure on the Kundalini energy. So that way it can rise. And so the reason why we want this energy to rise and not be dormant is because once this energy rises, what's happening on a, a science level is it's essentially 
awakening your nervous system. The energy starts to spiral up through your central spinal column, and then it descends down through your vagus nerve. And your vagus nerve is the largest nerve in your body. So you're literally turning your like body wisdom, you're turning on your nervous system, you're also learning how to regulate your nervous system and regulate your emotional um, system as well, which is so important for all of us, but especially as entrepreneurs, we need to we need to stay grounded, we need to have a regulated nervous system, because we're getting hit every single day with ideas and thoughts, and we have to show up and hold space for people and everything in between. And so as that energy is rising up and turning on your body, what it's also doing is this energy is a light frequency. Uh, science has proven that too, which is really cool. But when we think about light, light illuminates the darkness. And so what's happening on an energetic level and even like a mindset level is as this energy is rising up, it's illuminating our darkness. And so all of us as humans, we are shadow and light. And so we all have beliefs, stories, patterns that are restricting us and blocking us from moving forward in our life. And so what this energy does is essentially, it brings forth all of the blocks that are preventing us from getting to that manifestation. And so or that that desired goal that you might have, because if you really think about the thing that you want to achieve or want to become, there's there's lessons and layers in between where you are now and where that thing is. And so Kundalini helps you get there faster because it's bringing forth the lessons, the tools, the traumas, the beliefs that need to be healed to help you get there. And so that's essentially what the energy of Kundalini is and does. Um, I just specialize in business because I love business building. And I found that as I shared earlier, so many people, we all have blocks, we all have stories, we all have fears, we all have um, restrictions, whether we realize it or not. And so we utilize Kundalini to essentially disintegrate those blocks and those stories and those patterns. So that way you can take action, you can show up, you can be aligned, you can be intuitive, you can regulate your nervous system, and you can become the most happiest aligned, abundant version of yourself. It's a good fusion like that you're doing, because I mean, it feels so different. But that's how it also feels like good together. I wanted to ask you my question came up, as you were talking, and I don't know if this is too personal. But you know, what kind of shit came up for you when you started doing all of that, right? Like, yeah. what was maybe one of your biggest things that you're like, oh, my God, that this block has been like, in the way for so long? Yeah, you know, I struggled with anxiety a lot my whole life. And I think part of it was that I wasn't intuitive. And I didn't know how to manage energy. I think that was a big part of the anxiety. But I, I just was I had a lot of fear, fear about everything as a hypochondriac. I, um, you know, was afraid of, of, being seen, I was just tons of fear. And so when I had my spiritual awakening, it was brought on by one of my close friends passing away. And so when I started practicing Kundalini, a lot of those fears came up, a lot of those anxieties came up, and also just healing the loss of someone that was really close to me. And so, um, yeah, it was really intense there for a bit, but I also wanted it and was ready for it. I'm the type of person where I'm about efficiency. I'm like, if I have healing to do, let's just get it done right now. And like, let's not spread it out over 20 years. Like, let's do it in 20 days, you know, um, because I knew that on the other side of this was transformation. And so um, I think that we always have more healing work to do. And so throughout the years, I've been practicing for a decade now, I've built a multiple seven figure business. Um, I have team members, I have 1000s of people that join my programs, you know, there's a lot there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot of expansion that came with that. And with that expansion was also um, new blocks that I didn't even know were there because I was hitting things that I didn't even know were possible for myself along the way. Amazing. 
That's so cool. Um, what do you think that, why do you think people like don't want to heal right away? Mm. You know, I, I don't know if it's that like people don't want to heal. I think it's more that they're afraid of what's going to happen once they heal, um, which is happiness, which is love, which is abundance. And I well, think that those, change. yeah, their, their life will change. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's scary. And I think as much as we want change as humans um, and we want to get out of our current situation. We're also very comfortable with our current situation. And we're also very comfortable with fear, with failure, because they feel safe almost because we've experienced them. So there's that safety of like, ah, I'm a failure or I'm fearful or I'm sad or I'm this, those lower vibrational emotions feel like a safety net. And so if we heal, we get to experience happiness. We get to experience love. We get to experience success. And that can feel very scary if we haven't experienced those a lot throughout our life. And I always say this because I work with entrepreneurs. I think most people fail because the, the, the success, the financial success, they've never even touched before. They've never experienced it before. They don't know people in their life that's, that's experienced that level of success. And it feels scary because they don't know what that, what that life will, what that life will be created from that place. And so I think a lot of people just, they want it, but they stay stagnant because where they're at actually feels comfortable. And it's, it's scary to get out of your own way for sure. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. I mean, a lot of the time too, like with, with finances and financial goals that people have, you know, they see themselves like, well, they, they really want to win the lottery or they really want to mm-hmm. make that business into like, you know, their million dollar business. But a lot of the time, something that keeps them stuck is the way that other people will feel or they don't want yes. them to feel uncomfortable. And I would imagine that you find with a lot of your clients, like it's not necessarily all of them. It's about what they feel that other people will feel about them, which is so crazy. Yes. <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah, totally normal too. If anyone's listening to this and you feel that way, you wonder like what you're family's going to think or your friends. And like, those are, those are real things to think about. And also we, you have to go, go down your own path, right? You have to learn your own lessons. Um, And there's always goodness on the other side. You'll attract in the people that are meant to be with you at your side and those other moments that you might be having in your life and business too. Well, I know that people that are listening, like they love the energy side of things. They love the creativity side of things. They love the entrepreneurial Mm. side of things. Uh, let's go a little bit more into the entrepreneurial because I'm I'm actually yeah. quite interested to know a little bit more about like your business journey. Um, yeah. What has been the biggest lesson for you? Like the lesson, not necessarily maybe um, an awakening or anything like that, but the lesson for you when it comes to the transformation of your business. Mm. I mean, there's so many, but I think the biggest one that sticks out for me is I'm someone, and I think a lot of people are like this, where we ask for a sign and then the sign comes and we're like, now nah, bigger sign. I'll wait for the bigger sign. Like I, I want I want 10 more signs. And so oh, I, I think the biggest <laughs> lesson I've learned is, you know, trusting that initial sign, trusting that initial um, intuition and, and, and really trusting it and taking action upon it. I think there's been many times as much as I am a spiritual entrepreneur, as much as I am a spiritual teacher, I'm human too. And so there's been many times where I've ignored intuitive feelings Um and then, you know, bit me in the ass later down the line, right? Or there was like a big idea that I had that I was too afraid to like pull the trigger on and go after. Um, and it took longer than, you know, expected to make that idea come out or, or come to fruition. So I think the biggest lesson is the intuition just never is never wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't think I know anyone, including myself, that says, man, 
I wish I didn't listen to my intuition, right? We're always like, shit, I knew that was supposed to happen. I should have listened to myself. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned over the years is that intuitive, you know, even feeling your body, your soul knows before you, before your conscious mind does always. I'm a big believer. I mean, it's, it's the truth, but I'm a big believer that everybody's a creative person, right? doesn't matter. Yes. We're all artists. Would you, do you feel that you're like a super creative at the core? Like a. Oh yeah. Actually, you know, when I, um, this is, I don't think I've shared this before on like a podcast interview, but originally I was going to go to school for fine art and, 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 and then I got into graphic design. So like literally I love art, but I think every human is an artist. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, we are artists and our businesses and our ex- are an expression of that art. And then on top of that, we now have to be content creators, which is, which, which is an art form too. Yeah. So I think um, my, my favorite form of art is writing is content writing. I absolutely love it. Um, but I think the art comes from the alignment and the passion and then that gets infused into everything else that you do. Okay. I'm so glad you segued into that because yes. the next the thing I want to talk about was, you know, many folks that kind of follow me online, something that I've always really promoted is like creative soul. You're not alone. Like yeah. we, we all are kind of, you know, <laughs> we all have so many things that we want to do. And we're so yeah. excited about so many different avenues and all the things clients that you work with when they are feeling as though they have so many passions and they want to yeah. do so many things they are so excited, but then they are feeling lost, right? Mm-hmm. They are feeling like, I could put my energy this way, this way, this way, this way. And that's not necessarily the best thing either, right? How does kind of Kundalini help with that? Yeah, I think, I mean, what you just shared is like textbook for entrepreneurs. Because I think, again, we're artists. And so we have like shiny object syndrome too, where we're like so excited and and, and, and inspired and we want to do everything. And for me, you know, Kundalini, since it is a feminine energy, can almost give you even more ideas than 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 the regular person because you're working (laughs) which is like super tough but on the other side of it too as much as you're awakening to these new ideas and new like portals of information I think because you're getting so clear on yourself and your purpose in the process you can ground those ideas and kind of say oh this is the thing for me this is what what I'm meant to do right now like I I call it the parking lot I'm like all right I got all these ideas in my meditation or whatnot I'm going to go put them in my notebook or put them in, you know, a project management board. I'm going to sit with them first because um, I can get really excited. And my team, they know this. I'll like message them at midnight. I'm like, yeah. I got the idea, right? It's like the creative juices are flowing. But realistically, you can't bring everything to fruition right now. Mm. Um, but I do think Kundalini has the dual effect. It's going to open you up, but then it's also going to allow you to get really um, clear on your purpose. So you can decide what is the thing, but then also not related to Kundalini. I think for those that are maybe newer on their entrepreneurial journey, you know, I think that there's this, this, and I, I know this to be true because I worked in corporate marketing is, is niching. It's like, you have to niche, you have to know this, you have to do this. And I come from the realm of thought now is in those beginning stages, have fun, do all the things, launch all the ideas, try all the different stuff. And you got to get it out of your system. Because if you don't try, you're constantly going to be thinking about that idea and be like, I should have done that. I should have created this thing. So get it out of your system. Nothing matters in those beginning phases. It's not like you have the million dollar business and you have to stabilize and sustain it. It's like you actually don't have the business yet. It's more like a a fun idea that you have. And so have fun. Let the ideas pour through you. Try all of the things. And once once you do all the things and you kind of get it out of your system, 
you realize which ones felt really good, which ones you really aligned with. Um, and then you're able to kind of niche and narrow and strategize from that place versus I think going into the business, having to have the strategy and like that narrow um, niching, have fun first, let your business be like a creative mouthpiece for, for your intuitive ideas and see how things feel in your body and then strategize from there. I like that you said that because I mean, you literally described like the first, I don't know, decade of my <laughs> entrepreneurial journey, which really was like, I think I was kind of like a joke for my, I probably am so, but like, I think it was kind of a joke to my family and friends because I was always doing something different. And it was always like, yeah. oh, well, Sarah can kind of come up with a new business tonight and like have business cards in the morning and be selling something yeah. and like all the things. But yeah. I literally just wanted to experience the feeling of, of these things. I never wanted to, you know, at the end of my days be like, oh, I never tried that one thing or I never mm -hmm. tried that thing. And that's yeah. why I do live like spherically in so many different directions. And um, yeah, it's, I think that a lot of people do that. I mean, you can suffer from it or you can really like enjoy it, yes. right? Like that's Body how I it. look at it too. Uh, and I think it's a superpower. I just want to add that. I think if you have a ton of ideas, it's a freaking superpower. And if you're able to execute on those ideas, it's another superpower. So if that's you, yeah. like you just shared, don't let it take you down, like embody it and be like, this is, this is who I am. And this is how I work and own it. Are you a manifest generator? I'm not. Oh, are, do you know what you are? Yes. I'm a projector. I wish I was a generator. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm a projector. That's so interesting. I'm a manifest generator and I always just feel like everybody's a manifest generator. Yeah. Um, well, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. The whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So back to your business. Um, yeah. What would you say is what really built your business into you being able to make, uh, you know, the income you're making now? Like what was that thing that you kind of shifted, not uh, Kundalini wise, but um just kind of strategy or logistical wise? Yeah, yeah, great question. You know, um, this December will be 10 years as an online entrepreneur. And my first four years, um, I did branding and web design. And I kind of had this very like, basic, normal, non spiritual type of business. And the whole time, I was struggling to make ends meet, I um, was just really like, it, w it was not flowing. And I was so surprised because I had built seven, eight, nine figure businesses in corporate before even starting my business. So in my head, I'm like, I got this. My, yeah. my, my own business is going to be great. But I didn't realize one, there's a big shift from you being on the marketing team versus you being the face of the business, totally yeah. different energies. And two, that business that I had, I did it to be normal because I was afraid of what friends and family would think of me. I wasn't ready to come out of like the spiritual closet just yet. And so I had this like very normal business. And so because of that, my income didn't do well, even though I had the strategy, the marketing, all of that. And then in 2017, I closed down that business. I opened up Kundalini Business Coaching. Um, and my business, my first year in business, I had half a million dollars with no paid ads. It was just all organic. And I think the biggest shift in terms of strategy with that, it's it's twofold. The biggest shift was the alignment with what I was meant to do because I really wanted to do Kundalini business coaching. So I think that you have to have some sense of um, deep connection to the work that you're doing and yeah. that will speak volumes to your income. And then two, I made sure, and this is something that's very overlooked in like the coaching, spiritual, online service um, space is two, 
my product was really good. My programs are really good. I knew that what I was creating worked. I had tested it out. I made sure it was good. So that way, when I launched it, there was no imposter syndrome. There was no self-doubt. I knew I could stand behind my work. I knew my clients would see results. And because of that, I could sell the fuck out of it, right? Because I could stand behind it. And I think when we when from having that corporate background before anything came to launch, it was tested, it was this, it was that. And then the online space, it's like, you can have an idea and launch it that night. And you don't even know if your program works. And I think yeah. that that's a big gap in our industry. Because if you don't know that your program works, one, we we've got to be in integrity with what we're creating, we got to make sure that what we're doing can work consistently, not just because it worked on you, you got to make sure your clients can see results consistently. But two, you know, when you can stand in that and know your programs work, there is no fear, there is no um, imposter syndrome, you know, that any client that pays you is going to see a result. And I think that 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 strategy, if that can even be considered a strategy is, is most important. Um, and then everything else kind of builds from that place of alignment, and then also integrity with your programs. Alignment is something that I teach on a lot. That's like my number one go to thing, especially with creative individuals, because you know, it really does help like sort out all the like mind busyness, right? Totally. And everything that we want to do and all that. You were doing your Kundalini work at the time where you relaunched already. So you already, you were already practicing that yourself, right? Yeah. So I started practicing Kundalini a little over a decade ago. And so I started practicing when I was still at my nine to five as a okay. PR marketing director. And then I spent the next four years doing branding and web design, but underneath like the surface, I was studying with mentors, teachers, um, I was doing mediumship training, channeling, I was doing all the energy stuff. And I just got to the point, like I said, I was just afraid of what people would think of me coming out of like this spiritual yeah. closet. And so when I did relaunch, I already had four years four four to five years of practice. And so that's yeah. why when I say like, you have to be like the embodiment of the work, you have to really understand your programs and services. I had not that anyone has to spend five years like me, but I had spent five years understanding and working with the energy um, before I launched it and and sold it and, and made money from it. Yeah. Like you, like you were saying about how, you know, you feel so aligned and you feel like, you know, there is no imposter syndrome because yeah. you know, you, you've done it all and not done it all, but you, you know, it inside out and you know that it's you yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And um, a lot of people are just kind of like coming with either physically or like online and just kind of with this idea and they don't have that backstory. They don't have the background to it. Yes, totally. And I think that, you know, as much as I love our industry and the online coaching, healing, teaching, intuitive, creative space, you know, I think a downfall of our industry is that there isn't, um, there, there's no barrier to entry. It's like no. the plus side is <laughs> there's no like barrier to entry. And then there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's also no barrier to entry. And so if you haven't lived through the experience that you want to take your clients down, if you haven't had proven success with your teachings and tools, doesn't mean that you can't eventually create a program from that, but you really need to start working with clients first and testing it out. One, to be in integrity of what you're selling, but two, that helps you when you go to launch and sell. And so I've worked with a couple of thousand people inside of my programs that are entrepreneurs and are intuitives. And that's kind of like the biggest block that I see where it's like they get really excited because you see everyone else, you know, in the online space and you're like, ah, I want to create this thing or that thing. But the gap is they haven't experienced it yet. So they they do the the manifestation work, they 
have the business strategy and then they launch and it flops because two things, one, they didn't feel confident selling it. And also the universe isn't going to send you a bunch of clients you can't support. <laughs> one, they didn't feel confident selling it. And also the universe isn't going to send you a bunch of clients you can't support. Right. And so I think that's the big piece that that's been missing in our industry is that level of embodiment and alignment and, um, even just like testing your tools out yeah. and making sure that they work before you sell them. It is challenging. I mean, it is challenging for new people coming into the market. It's challenging for folks that are doing it well and, you yes. know, just kind of seeing it all happen. What would, what would you say has been your kind of your number one monetary moneymaker? Like as you've kind of like, as you kind of scaled up, has it been like your group programs or has it been your one-on-one? Yeah. So I'm a big believer that um, group programs are the way to scale because with one-on-ones, there's only so many hours in the day. There's yeah. only one of you. And at the end of the day, I think, can we charge what we want, whatever we want? Sure. But I'm not going to be someone that's like a hundred thousand dollars an hour. You know, like oh, that's yeah, just yeah. not me. I, you know, I think there's a level that, you know, you hit and that's, that's how much you charge and that's it. Group programs really allow you to expand your reach and expand your income. Um, that doesn't mean that there's, uh, that it's like super easy in terms of scaling because at each level, the program can break. And when I say break is like, if you have 25 people in a program versus 100 people, there's just a different way that you have to teach yeah. and share and coach and this and that. So group co group coaching programs or group healing programs, I think are the best way to scale. And it's been the way that I've scaled my business. Um, but there's always lessons in any sort of program that you want to launch and share with the world. And for people that are listening that aren't at that, maybe group coaching level yet. Um, and I say that because I don't think everyone should like come out the gate having a group coaching program because mm. You don't have a proven product yet. You don't have an audience yet. Yeah. You want to make sure that you have those things in place. I think the best thing to start with is just doing single sessions, like mm -hmm. getting out there back to what I said, like have fun, do all these different things and figure yeah. out what is your thing. Then you find your thing and then you have a one-on-one -on -one mentorship program. Yeah. Then you work with people in an intimate way and you learn the ins and outs of people experience your transformation. And then you take that and then you put that into the group program and then you scale the group program. So that's, typically how I teach. And that's also what I've seen to be really successful for people. What have you found has been the biggest way for you to really like scale your audience over the past few years? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm someone that likes to be on camera, so this might not work for, for everyone, but I love doing free trainings and master classes, um, podcasts like this. I'm really, I, I'm big into organic growth. Nice. I haven't done too much paid advertising. Um, we, we've done it, but I still, I like being with the community. I think community building is the best, best investment. And I say investment in like air quotes, because you're not really spending to build your community. But even if your community is five people, you got five people that love you and love your work and want to be a part of the experience with you. And then that, that builds. And when you're able to really build your community and connect with people, um, people invest in people they know, love and trust. And so when you're able to intimately connect with them, however, that might look like for you, that's going to be the catalyst for your success. And I don't think that that can just be done from an ad because an ad is so like static, even if it's a video, it's like, you can't really connect with the person, a website, you can't really do that. People, especially when you have a personal brand, people are investing in you. So they need to, yeah. they need to connect with you and trust you. 
say everything disappeared right now. Say okay, let's say the internet disappears. Yeah. How are you gonna do your work? Mm. You know, I when I first came in the online scene, um, I always did in-person and in-person stuff and online. I didn't know I was gonna have a fully online business. And also my experience was in scaling brick and mortar businesses. So I feel like I have a little bit of a leg up for other people if the internet were to go completely out. Um, But I I think that it always comes down to alignment with what you're selling and community. And so if the internet was gone, I've done this before and I would do it again. Get out in your town, get out in your community. I literally used to go door to door knocking on businesses. And I'd go in and talk to the owners and pitch myself and connect with them. I would also do community events for four years. I held meditation classes and networking and, and classes and things like that, bringing people together. Um, I think those are big things. When your community is is like, they know you, they're going to tell everyone about you. And so if the internet's gone, um, the internet's only been around for a couple of years, right? So it's like, or in terms of like online business, it's really only flourished in the last decade. Yeah. Prior to that, it was all, it was print media, it was PR, it was, you know, connecting with and networking and all of that. And I don't think those things will ever die out. They've gotten quieter over the years because of the the surge of the tech boom. But I think at the end of the day, it's always going to be alignment with your purpose, getting out there with your community. Um, and that's it. And maybe you won't be doing Zoom sessions with people, but you'll be in person. I used to do sessions in Starbucks. I used to do uh, all those those things in those maybe in the beginning days. And they may be who I am today, but I think the internet were to go out. Um, those would be some things that I would do. I like that answer because it just feels real. Like it used to be. <laughs> I don't know if like, I'm, right? like, I'm only. I do for- miss it sometimes. Yeah. Like it was, it was definitely a interesting to, to be alive during that transition. Like even when I got my degree I have my bachelor's in um, public relations, um, marketing and advertising. And at the time I graduated in 2010. And so at that time, it's like the, remember we were just learning about Twitter, you know, at that time and how to do social media on Twitter. And so to have kind of lived when it was still this like print PR networking type of world. And then now it's the internet. (laughs) It's kind of cool. I know it feels like there's a strength that was created for a lot of us because we got to experience that because this youngsters generation right now I know. <laughs> has no idea like has no, no has no idea right about a lot of things but I mean it's just so interesting because I mean the the generational gaps I feel like aren't even just ages anymore they're literally just like year almost a couple years to couple years the way technology is yes. going right and it's it's yes. crazy it's also just crazy for entrepreneurs ourselves because we have to like literally figure out and adapt. Like what's the internet doing now? Like what's happening? Should we use AI? I don't want to like all the things, right? So totally. um, Okay. So what you're saying is that if you had to start it all from the beginning again, you would simply just go back to like grassroots and in connection is your, yeah, I think those are the biggest, I mean, those are the biggest things, even on social media, if you just have a social media account and you don't interact and you just post, it's going to be a dead account, right? So yeah. it's like it's taking what we're doing on social media, doing like real life social things. Um, I also think um, PR is huge. So pitching yourself to the media, that's always been huge and getting yourself in front of different audiences. I think that's, I mean, online and offline, those things are yeah. great tools too. I mean, I don't know if it's 
you know, you or me or, or <laughs> like just only a few other people. But I do feel like, you know, having an online business today isn't just about splashing an ad up on Facebook and mm-hmm. hoping that people are going to join your evergreen um, yeah. drip program, right? Yeah. Like it, it really is about doing a little bit of the extra work behind the scenes, to, like create that really solid foundation for yourself, right? Yeah. Like you were saying, right? Totally. Like, like doing the legwork, especially at the beginning. I mean, I think that it's so glorified that having like online businesses now are just kind of like, you know, you can make six figures in, you know, whatever few months if you just, you know, do this or whatever. And I'm sure that is true for like, you know, different avenues. But um, I think if you want to have like a really aligned, solid, feel good business that you're just so unbelievably proud about, it really is just about like making those connections and also just, you know, building a really strong foundation because parts of the house might crumble down but that foundation will always be there, right? Yeah. I'd like to hear all about all the things that you're doing that we can support you with. Yes. Well, first, thanks so much for having me. This is a great conversation. I absolutely loved it. Um, and for anyone that's maybe interested in learning more about what I do, um, I definitely love hanging out on Instagram. So you can head on over there and hang out with me and slide into my DMs. It's really me and not a team member that's running that account. So I'd love to make those intimate connections. And also um, something that I'm really passionate about is my multimodality certification program where you get certified to teach and facilitate transformation using body-based coaching tools such as breathwork, meditation, um, somatic movement, and kundalini. Um, Inside of that program, you also learn how to build a business that is intuitively based and weave in those body-based coaching tools. So that's something that I'm very passionate about. It's called the Light Leader Certification Program. And um, yeah, it's really fun and powerful and just creating the next generation of healers and intuitives that are embodied and also are expanding and elevating their income too. Okay. So your Instagram handle is at Brianna Rose? Yeah. At I am Brianna Rose. Okay. And uh, your website is? Lightleaderco.com. Okay. And uh, do you have a Facebook page that we should hook into? Yeah, so I have a free Facebook group community called Rising Light Sisterhood. There's over 150 free trainings in there, all about entrepreneurial energetics and kundalini and messaging and everything between two. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to, you know, learn about like what you're doing. I think it's so interesting. I think that it's definitely like a missing piece. And um, it's just such an interesting fusion. And Mm -hmm. I'm just really excited to, you know, follow you more and see how it transforms and uh, see how it changes people's lives. And (laughs) Mm, beautiful. Thanks so much for saying that. (laughs) Did you know that your creative magic is the most powerful aspect of the work that you're here to do on earth? It really is. So be open to the idea that you are here for a reason and continuously supported in life. I would love to invite you into joining us on a free experience If you are feeling like you are somebody that needs to kind of just kickstart, restart your life a little bit in the creative department or whatever other department that is, you can enter our three-day creative restart experience and you will dive deep into releasing your past, accepting your current situation, and moving forward into creating a new life of confidence and trust. It's the perfect personal restart to recreate yourself and it's totally free. So go to wildandcreative.com slash restart.